Wednesday was uh, the day of Epiphany, is what it's called in the, the, the Western Christian calendar. Um, basically, what we it's an observance of when uh, Jesus, uh, they say, made himself known to the Gentiles. In other words, people uh, that were not part of the Jewish uh, faith or community or bloodline. Uh, remember that before this, uh, bloodline and uh, purity and uh, all of that were very important. And I, and I believe that um, uh, it was something, I, I, when we say that, I don't believe that, that Hebrews of the time were um, people that uh, did not, you know, uh, that looked down on others and stayed, were just like people today. There are, there are people that uh, have prejudices and there's people that, that do not. Uh, and the thing that I find amazing about the whole, uh, the whole lineage of uh, uh, Judeo-Christian uh, history is that of welcoming strangers and, and that of opening doors and that of um, uh, sharing common bonds. And this was uh, another example of that. It, it's, some, some religions will observe the uh, the time that Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist at this time, and some people will talk about the time that Jesus was visited by the Magi, which means uh, the, the the wise guys. <laughs> and we don't know how many, you know, we always say the three kings, and we, we, we do things like that, but we, we have no idea how many there were or anything like that. Uh, this has been uh, simplified so that we can uh, fit it into songs and, and uh, uh, you know, decide who we're going to cast for the pageant and all of this kind of stuff. And so, um, but the truth is, is that it was people that we do know, it was outside of the Hebrew tradition. It was outside of that. And they came in uh, because they had uh, understood that something special was, was going to be happening. And uh, if we look at the scripture, and we go to Matthew 2, 1 through 6, it says, in the meantime, of king, in the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay homage. Now, some people say that they, they were astrologers. Some people, uh, we, we don't know what... Uh, what they mean by the star, there's, a, there's different terminology on that. The point is, is that they knew something was happening. And when King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. I don't know how they knew that all of Jerusalem, they, I don't know if they did, did a quick on-the-spot poll, if they had an app for that, I'm not sure how it happened. Uh, but I think what the, uh, the writer of this is saying is that... Uh, any time that there's change, it makes people nervous. Calling together the chief priests and the scribes of the people, Herod inquired of them where the Messiah, the chosen one, was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophets, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. That is something that a lot of people have been thinking about today. A lot of people have been uh, noting the, 
we, what we have here is we have a, a king that is feeling threatened because he's been told by prophecy and by uh, uh, wise people that uh, there is going to be a, a new king. And King Herod doesn't like that. Uh, king Herod doesn't like that so much that he tries to trick the, the wise men into telling him exactly when it's going to happen and where it's going to happen, saying that he actually wants to be a part of this, but they also know that he's actually being dishonest and that his motives are not genuine or pure. And so they do not tell him, and they sneak out because uh, fearful of their own lives. And um, Joseph, uh, in a dream, is warned to get out of Bethlehem for their own safety. And it ends in tragic results for the people of Bethlehem because King Herod, enraged with jealousy, enraged with the threat of somebody else taking his throne, orders every child below the ages of two to be murdered. Um, I was going to do this whole thing on, uh, you know, the, 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 the Christmas tradition, all that stuff. I, I had read a bunch of stuff, but we have made a lot of, and I've heard this through colleagues, and I've heard this uh, through even news reports about people making the comparison between uh, the day of Epiphany and the, epi- the, the issues that are going on in our scripture and comparing it to the issues that are going on in our world today. I'm not, I'm not comfortable doing that. And I'll tell you, the, the reason why is because we are talking about a, a king that does not want to uh, share his throne, remove, you know, he's threatened by people coming in and taking his throne, he's threatened by new ideas and everything. But let's never forget, when we talk about this, we're talking uh, not about an incoming uh, earthly king or an incoming earthly president. We're not talking about, we're talking about God. Uh, We're talking about God making himself present on earth. And that cannot be, in my eyes, uh, justifiably compared to anything in in our history. That still stands alone. Uh, that no incoming anything or outgoing anything can be compared uh, to Christ. Um, it's just it's it's a different thing. But what I can talk about is us as Christians and how much we struggle with things that pull us away from our, our mission of being Christian. And in all honesty, um, I struggle, I, I will forever, and I've always said this, uh, Neighbors was formed because of the mission of learning more about loving God, loving ourselves, loving our neighbors. It is imperative to me that we continue to always uh, teach, learn, 
and practice peace, understanding, dignity, celebrating other folks, celebrating uh, people that may not share the same views as us, celebrating uh, everybody, everybody that God loves, which is everybody, and trying to understand how that is. And I've had some questions this week. How does God love everybody? Uh, For me, um, I try to see it as that God sees us as the child within. Every one of us has a child within us. Every one of us has uh, the person that we were as children. And I think that that's in many ways what Christ was saying about being childlike, uh, welcoming children into the kingdom. Um, and I think that there's things in our lives, whether it's upbringing or uh, abuse, uh, things that we, harshness that we have dealt with that, that plagues us and that, that puts on uh, different behaviors and uh, we, we form insecurities and angers and all of that kind of stuff. And those are the type of things that uh, make us uh, act the way that we sometimes act. But God is able to see that child inside of us. Uh, and he's also able to count not only the hairs on our head, easy, uh, but also every niche, rust, or wound, dent that has happened to us along the way that makes us either um, the, the, the loving person we are or the vengeful, angry person that we are. Uh, God's able to see deeper through that, and he spends our lifetime working to reach that inner soul of us. And it is our job as Christians to try our best to see the inner soul of our neighbor, the inner soul of ourself. That's why um, we we have to sometimes deal with that in order to uh, change our behaviors, in order to uh, right the wrongs that we have created, in in order to evolve ourselves Sometimes we have to go back and deal with different wounds that we have had along the timeline of our lives to get back to the original person that we were. Uh, I I have talked about many times that I have steered off the path in my life and I have not been uh, a a particularly nice person in my life. I have not been a particularly good person in my life. Uh, And then when I was able to go back and deal with some of those issues, we're, we're constantly dealing with, our, with things. So um, it was then that I felt like I was returning to who I was with gained wisdom and gained. So there was progression and growing, but there was also returning to that inner soul, that inner child of who I was. And it wasn't until then that I really understood a connection and a friendship and a, a reliance on God. Now I say that uh, as pastor, as Christian, but there's also the part of us, including me, including me, that is uh, a person. And the, there has been times where I have the per- yeah, the guy that teaches forgiveness, love, understanding, respect, dignity. There have been times in my life recently that I've wanted to just punch somebody right in the face. 
the human side of me does get angry. The flawed side of me wants uh, to punch back. Um, and there are things that I do believe for myself, opinions that I have, uh, personal opinions um, that may disagree with other people. And there are times when uh, as much as I try to, to try to get an understanding and gain an understanding, there's a time that I just want to uh, kick them in the shin and run away calling them a poopy butt face. Maybe, maybe harsher. In all honesty, uh, let me... Um, I, I've, al I've always valued in church, uh, in, in the things that I do, in, in, in who I am, uh, I have always valued transparency. Uh, that's, you know, that's why we talk about like, our giving and, and, and things like that. It is very important uh, for uh, the, the church, I believe, for total transparency of who we are, uh, where we are. And, and I, um, I owe transparency to you. Um, uh, as pastor of this church, I owe you my honesty. I owe you my respect. My, uh, I owe you dignity. Uh, but I, I, do owe, I do owe you a, a transparency. I cannot come up here and preach um, something and then go home and do the opposite of that. Uh, and I'll tell you that when I'm preaching up here, I'm not just preaching to you. I'm, I'm, I'm truly, in a prayerful way, trying to discern what, what God is uh, wanting me to say, uh, and I am preaching to myself as well. Uh, there have been times when I have been up here, and it felt like, you know, you know sometimes you, you, you preach and you hear someone say, you know, it felt like you were just talking right to me. There's been times when I've said that. Man, it felt like I was just talking to me, because I, there's some things that I need to work on and things that I felt challenged in. And so for me personally, I can kind of feel like what the people of, of Jerusalem when it said they were uh, uh, uneasy because there are certain ways that we want to deal with things and then there is the Christian part that reminds us that Christian, Christianity, Christianity is not a... Uh, not always a comfortable chair. Sometimes Christianity is a treadmill, and we must keep exercising and going and staying on it, even at times when we want to just get off. I can only speak for myself, and for me personally. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I, I don't like Donald Trump. Um, I don't like the things that he has said, the things that he has done. Uh, for me personally, I, I don't, I do not agree 
uh, and I don't, I don't really like them. Um, but you know what? I have family members and I have friends that, uh, that I don't know where they're at this week, but uh, that have liked them. And I, and I, like, I like them. I'm able to, to see uh, commonality even within our differences. Uh, and that's the struggle sometimes. Uh, I am not a person, uh, for me personally, I, I don't like guns. But I know a lot of people that, uh, that hunt. And I know uh, a, a friend of mine is a, uh, a, a marksman. Uh, I know someone that is a gun collector, and, and I like them. It's just for me personally, that those are the things, there's some things that we agree with, and there's some things that we don't. Um, I think that the, the best show that has ever been made is the Dick Van Dyke show, and I'm not sure if anything has topped it since. <laughs> a lot of people disagree with that, too. I love jazz. That angers, man, that just makes people mad for some reason. Uh, and they can't understand why I would like jazz. Um, I don't think that anybody has been funny since Laurel and Hardy. Um, there are things that I value as a, uh, just as who I am, and opinions that I have formed as who I am. And those sometimes, especially think when, when I see things that happen, happened this week, the, the values that I have, uh, they make me strongly disagree with people that I care for and people that I love. They make me strongly disagree with a lot of people. Uh, and there have been times when I have wanted to yell at the top of my voice, you doofus, you dunderhead, you, you know, and just, I want to turn a conversation moment into a yelling match. And yes, there have even been times when I've wanted to hurt somebody. Instinctually, you just want to, you want to fight back, don't you? You, you want to, you see uh, things that you, you, you see as completely a disagreeable to you. And sometimes you can just say, well, that's disagreeable to me. But there are times when you really do, you really do want to just yell and scream. And it's, there are times in those times when you can easily blend into, that's not a good person there. That's not a good person. And there are times when that grows into, that's an evil person. And there are times when I have felt that. And there are times, that even this week, that I have felt that. And so what I, my reaction oftentimes when that happens is that I want to yell and scream 
And then I start wishing the worst to happen to them. That's the struggle I have as a person. Call it instinctual, call it hereditary, call it part of all of our DNA, call it primal. But many times we want to yell and scream. And then I have to think to myself, oh, darn it, now i got to think to myself, what would Jesus do? And I look at the scriptures and I pray. And I can fight the behavior. I can dislike the behavior. I can hate the behavior. But I still have to pray for the souls of the people. I still have to pray for them. You know, I, I was listening to... Um, it's well known that um, um, Nancy Pelosi says that she prays every night uh, for Donald Trump. I pray for him too. Because my Christianity tells me that I need to pray. Pray for a change of heart. Pray for a change of behavior. Prayer does not mean that you uh, agree with everything that they're doing or that you even like what they are doing. But you pray for them. You pray for a turnaround. And you struggle with these things called peaceful ways of doing things. And I have to think to myself, when I saw people storming into the... the uh, something that is, is uh, very highly respected for me. And see the, uh, what I would only say is the desecration, the anger, the fueled rage in these folks. I've, I have found in my life that it doesn't help me to fight that by mimicking that. It doesn't help me to fight that by becoming that. What helps me is to get on the treadmill of Christianity and try to practice, try to, even when I don't want to, but try to practice. Hate the behavior. Pray for the person. Try to see the child that Jesus sees. Try to love my enemies. Try to pray for those who persecute me. Try to find a different way. Try to find a... a, a a non-hateful way to deal with hatred. Try not to emulate what I hate. Try not to impersonate what I hate. And 
but try to pray. Try to pray for enlightenment. Try to pray for change. Try to pray for whatever rage I saw. Try to pray for a better way. A different way. I disagree with many things that I saw this week. I do not like many of the things that I saw this week. But I will remain on that treadmill. And I will remain prayerful. prayerful. And I will remain a person that continually believes that we can change the world by loving rather than hating. By showing respect rather than hatred. By loving God, we can change the world. By loving God, by loving ourselves, and by loving our neighbors. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, you know how we feel. You know what our instincts want to do. You know who we are. You know the child within us. You know the soul within us. Help us not fight for fight. Help us fight for peace. Help us be Christian. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. May we learn that we are better than this. May we, may we hear what Christ truly teaches us. And that Christ is not, um, it's not about following hatred or bigotry, or violence. Christ is truly about following a message of love. I hope we experience that love. And I hope we share that love. Love God. Love yourself. And love your neighbor. Amen. Amen.